Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Share your question or comments using the live chat feature on our website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Again, that's www.allaboutwinebtr.com. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Oh, yeah. Hey. There he is. Yeah, yeah, and only beautiful weather. The legend. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. thank you. The legend himself yeah. is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recognized <laughs> around the world. <laughs> well, for the season in here. Um, so, so yeah, you went to back. Kansas. We're did anybody back. did anybody uh, did anybody recognize you in Kansas? So that you know, like, you, did you ever say, "Hey, I'm Ron with the All All About Wine Show"? Or did you? I mean, Kansas City. Yeah, what I say. Yeah. Yeah. What I say? I just said yeah. Kansas. Did I say Kansas, Kansas or, yeah. or Kansas City? Oh, I meant. Okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at my notes. It says Kansas City on it. I don't know why I just said Kansas. Did anybody in Kansas yeah. City, Missouri side, ever say, uh, you know, hey, aren't you Ron with the uh, <laughs> all about wine or something? Actually, <laughs> my sisters and both my brothers in laws. That was it. And the, that was all oh. that recognized me. <laughs> well, hey, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's Actually, more than what I. I went to a wine <laughs> while I was there. You did? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Which one? I, uh, it, you know, I knew you was going to ask that. And I. I <laughs> La Dakota or La Dota or something. I don't have the paperwork in front of me. Um, they're going to be on the show. I'm, I need to call her and get her scheduled. I told her to be within the next couple of weeks or so. And uh, hmm. but uh, it's north of Kansas City. There's Smithville Lake. Uh, Smithville Lake is a it, it's a good size good size lake. I, I can't remember how many hundreds of acre it covers. But Smithville, the Platte River was a little small river, and I mean a little small river, uh, maybe, you know, five feet across, uh, six feet across, at, at big area. But every once in a while, all the rains from mid, mid part of upper Missouri would hit the Platte River and flow down and flood the little town of Smithville, Missouri. And I mean... I, growing up, I used to clean up floods there at the church all the time. Uh, There's a little Christian church there in town, and our Christian church youth group used to go up there and help them clean up and all that. Stinky, oh my gosh, you ever clean up after a flood? Stinky, that's the big thing I remember about it. But, but it, this little town used to flood, I, I mean, on average, maybe once a year. It was just unbelievable how often this town flooded. So they figured, Army Corps of Engineers said, we can fix this. We're going to build a dam. We're going to build the Smithville Dam, and it's going to block this river back up there, and it'll be a recreation area and all that. So they went around, and they condemned the homes, and they plotted it out, and they said, this is going to take probably about three, four years to flood this lake up to maximum. And it took like a year and a half 
because of the waters coming in. So this is this great big lake there, and it's a recreation area, and it's boating and fishing and swimming, and there's a golf course uh, on the lake, and there's uh, all sorts of stuff, camping and everything. It's just it's really a, a big recreational spot there just north of Kansas City. And there's a winery right close to it there, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, not too far off there in Smithville. And so while we were there, we went up to the lake. I had, we were just to go up and look at the lake, and I saw the sign that said winery, and I said, "Ooh, ooh, let's we got to go to the winery." So my brother-in-law and sister and I went went to the winery. Nice place, really, really nice place. They just so, built a brand new uh, hall, uh, meeting, uh, reception hall, uh, meeting hall, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just built a brand new one there. They've got. Uh, Real nice facilities. They got a beautiful outside thing. They got a great big tent outside, so they can have reception there. It overlooks a vineyard, and just really, really a, a beautiful place. And the owner's wife was at the uh, counter when we went in there, and I told her I, you know, from all about wine and all that. My brother-in-law says I talked to you once before. I don't know if you remember, and she didn't. And so. I said, I'd like to get you on the show. And she hedged and all, you know, and I said, there's no gotcha questions. There's no anything. Just come on the show. And she goes, oh, I don't know. I said, we've got a website. Go to All About Wine 101 and check it out. I said, that's all you need to do. You can call any of the other wineries. They're all listed on there. They can tell you about it. Well, once she knew I, I told her that, she lightened up about the whole thing. And we talked for quite some time. And I said, so I said, not this coming week. I said, you know, it's it's just too soon. But I said, a couple of weeks or so. She goes, yeah. She said, we're busy for a week or two here anyway. So, so I will be giving her a call if not this this coming week, the week after, and we'll get her on the show. So, yeah. um, so Ladoga uh, Ridge, Ladoga Ridge Winery on East Pope Lane. Um, up in just north of uh, yeah, right around Smithville. I see that now. Yeah, right around you Smithville. Yes. So you were, you, did you not even drive near Belvoir Winery, the most yes, haunted winery? Yes, as a matter of fact, I went right past. I went right did past you? them. You know. Oh. Yes, we did. You know, it, it was right past them. And I, I told my, yeah, my sister and I were out, and it, it was well Thursday. We were out just for a ride. Just she was showing me some new roads that were cut through, a new thing, <laughs> new buildings, and new all that. Because every time I go up there, there's something new. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. somebody comes here. And she took me around and she showed me this new road that cut through and ended up just uh, south of uh, Belvoir. And so we drove by and I said, Oh, let's stop. And we walked and the gate was closed. Oh. And it was, it was before it. noon. It was, uh, it, it was like uh, 10. 10:15. So, and Ooh. the gate was closed. So I didn't get a chance to stomp in because I think they didn't open till noon or something. But okay. so yes, I yeah. I was there. And <clears throat> Tony, there's other wineries. There's wineries all over the area. Oh there. yeah, you, you got to stop a little bit to see them and all that. And so I didn't yeah. uh, didn't make the trip uh, out because it was a it was a baseball trip. Went out for the double header <laughs> on Wednesday and. and Back on Friday, but uh, it was uh, it was cold up there too. Oh, geez! And speaking of cold, did you see where what was it? Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan, I think. 
or Idaho or some I don't know I don't remember the state they got like 10 inches of snow last night no Minnesota <laughs> yeah you know Minnesota got like 10 inches wow. of snow you know hmm. last night and today you know oh my gosh you know and it felt that cold up in Kansas City too you know with Palm Beach everybody living in the Midwest it was just I put on long pants and I warmed the whole time I was up there and when I got back down here it was like ah you know, I take these off. So. But, but you know, it's it it's, it's big news to us when when they get snow, and here we are in May, and they get snow, and it's accumulated that much. But yet, I'm thinking, you know, we have summer almost year round here. You know, do they look right. at that and go, "Wow, look in December, it's still in the 90s in Florida." You know, I wonder if they think, <laughs> think the same thing about us down here. You know, probably not the tone that we use for them. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, more of an That's indie true. than it is. A, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh wow, well. it's our winter and their winter, and yeah, they're having uh, they're in the nineties still in December. Um, yeah, I was looking at the map when you said Smithville. I was looking at the map and I looked at all the wineries around there. I go, wow, there's a lot of there yeah. are a lot of vineyards and and uh, it's it's populated pretty good there. And then yeah. and I saw Beauvoir and I go, oh wow. <clears throat> I forgot that was there. Belfour Winery. I'm planning on going up there again this, this summer for a few days again, and that's going to be a mm. wine a, a wine excursion. Um, yeah. Nobody's just go for wine and visit wineries and stuff. That's always fun. That's that's what most oh, yeah. of my trips are, you know, going to see wineries. Mm. But, uh, Very good. Yeah, it was. It was a quick trip. Went up Wednesday morning, got back on Friday. No, yes, Friday evening, and uh, it, it was a fun trip up there. So mm. I good. went to mm. went to Holt, Missouri, which is a little small town north of Kansas City, uh, quite a ways north. I think about an hour north of Kansas City. To a little small. I mean Holt. Holt is. A, Tiny. There's more people that attend baseball games here in, in Tampa than there are people living Holt or around Holt. It's just a little small town. They have a diner, Betty's Diner. I went to that and had a tenderloin sandwich. The best tenderloin sandwich I have ever had in my life. This thing hmm. was big, big bun, and big tenderloin dangled over it. It had meat. It wasn't just breading, but it was meat and everything. The absolute best tenderloin I've ever had. So I was quite wow. impressed with that. And uh, I'm yeah. a big tenderloin sandwich fan. I just I love tenderloin sandwiches. They, they're difficult to find in Florida, and when you do, they're not big like that. So that's something Ooh. that I really – but it was a good trip. I'm glad I'm back there into the warm weathers of uh, sunny Florida. And huh. No, Very good. No more. <laughs> and as you were saying, you've been under the weather. You got yourself some sort of a bug that won't run away from you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been fun, but I'm getting through it. It's it's better than it was, so that's that's good enough. Yeah. I can deal with that. Be back I can deal with the show. So you miss because of it. So that's that's yeah. good that you're you're back. Yeah. And speaking of you and talking, uh, I've always. <laughs> Tell people about Sky Blue Radio. Tune in tonight. Well, don't <laughs> well you can, but Mike won't be there. That's uh, right. You missed him this morning, uh, yeah. seven a.m. to nine a.m. 
Eastern Time mm-hmm. on Sky Radio. Mike switches switches show hours, so yeah. um, he wants he wants more people around the world to get to know him, and that's the way to do it. Expanded <laughs> this time, I, he's opened up a whole new realm of listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I have to actually look at look at the uh, map to see where these countries are now. I mean, it's like you know, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, it's uh, all kinds of new things. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. totally different. So, so Sky, <clears throat> I'd be ready from seven to nine on Thursdays, <clears throat> Eastern time. So, cool. I got to remind you a whole week in advance because instead of just a couple of hours in advance, it's a whole week in advance now. Yeah, thank so you. Tune in. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Let's see what else is going on here. Oh, I Mother's Day coming up Sunday. So happy Mother's Day to all of you moms and moms-to-be and grandmoms and stepmoms and surrogate moms and the whole gamut. Uh, happy Mother's Day and uh, hope everything is a great day for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we get that done. And uh, let's see, where am I? What is it? I'm trying to negotiate through my screen here, and it's not negotiating. Okay, there it is. Um, got some vineyard announcements, as always. Keith Joshua, located in Arizona, Elgin, Arizona. They are having a dinner in the vines, which is set for June the 1st at 6 p.m., $75 per person. Need to RSVP to them. Uh, 520-455-5582. And they have uh, all sorts of goodies coming up for that thing. It's in wine on every single one of them. The main entree is a New York strip steak. And they're having... Oh, just a bunch of, I won't go through the menu with you here, but that is coming up June the 1st, 6 p.m., Keith Joshua in Southern Arizona. So mark your calendars for that. And if you want to get a hold of them, get a hold of them and book it. So you'll have a spot. Tablas Creek Vineyard, their blog, if you don't get that, you should. Uh, they had their 30th anniversary party. A week ago, and so they've been open for 30 years there. That's a long time for winery. That's you know getting on up there. But uh, great little winery. Their blog. If you don't get their blog, you can subscribe to it. It is. Uh, and they are located in Massachusetts, by the way, Sudbury, Massachusetts. And so you can check out their blog. It is Tablas Creek Vineyard. So uh, a blog, Tablas Creek Vineyard, uh, or blog, Tablas Creek. I don't think it says Vineyard on the blog, but uh, that's that's a fun little blog to check out. So once a month, you'll get that. Whispering Oaks, Whispering Oaks Winery is located in Oxford, Florida. That's our neighbor up to the north, just north of us here. They are having their Mother's Day dinner this coming Sunday, which is a good time to have it since it's Mother's Day. The reservations are extended, so you can book it. It will be uh, a band. Richie Q will be playing 1130 to 230, and then the Muds will play from 3 to 6. 
The dinner celebration is from 12 to 4. Reservations are required. You can go to www.winesofflorida.com slash events to put your reservation in there. Uh, they are also having, it's a uh, three-course meal with uh, a main lobster bisque as your first course with other stuff. Their main uh, is a surf and turf uh, grilled beef and shrimp with uh, wood-grilled sh- uh, shrimp. So just a bunch of stuff there. Twenty nine ninety five per person. That includes a beverage, uh, tax and gratuity won't be in that, so I'll take a little for that. That's coming up, obviously, this Sunday. You can get your tickets, or you can go to their website. Their website is uh, winesofflorida.com, and uh, they have a place you can register and get your tickets on that. That's Whispering Oaks Winery. If you want more information, it's info at winesofflorida.com and let's see I know I've got another winery here oh here we go Amazing Grace Amazing Grace Winery Uh, they are having a last call for their Mother's Day meal here it is also on the Sunday and it's $25 per person, $13 for 10 to 5-year-olds, and 4 and under are free. Mom gets complimentary mimosa and coffee, iced tea, lemonade will be served at the meal. Um, a variety of quiches and breakfast pizzas, eggs benedict, French toast, uh, garlic mashed potatoes, uh, goat cheese salad, uh, maple crusted pork loin, all sorts of goodies. Uh, for $25, a good deal. It doesn't say the hours. Hmm. I suppose. No, I don't see the hours. They are located in Chesley, New York. Uh, Amazing Grace Vineyard and Winery on Route 9 in Chesley, New York. Go to www.amazinggracevineyard.com. If uh, you want to check them out or give them a call for reservation at 518-215-4044, Amazing Grace Vineyard. And uh, I thought I saw another one here. I do have another one. I just need to go to a different thing here. Let me go and check that one out here before while I'm talking about wineries. Uh, come on now. There we go. It is slow, but it works. Still waiting for somebody to start a GoFundMe thing to get me a new, faster computer, but, well, maybe one day. Um, yeah, here we go. We get a couple more here. Uh, the Demonico Winery. Lots of uh, wine events for the month. Uh, the Monaco Winery, you can, that's uh, Shelly, S H E L L E Y, Shelly at DemonicoWinery.com. Uh, if you want to get a hold of her, oh, they always do this, always have this thing. 
uh, that you have to click to get into it, uh, and that's not found. Well, what the heck? Uh, how about that one? That's not found either. Well, this, I just looked at these the other day. Why are they not popping up? Well, none of these links are popping up. Well, they have a Mother's Day toast. They have wine and design coming up. They have open mic night coming up. So uh, these are things. They're located in Tennessee, and I don't have... No, it's not not showing me that stuff. Why? Why? I just looked at this the other day, and it's not showing anything now. That's odd. Oh, well. Uh, they had... County records is the one I want. No, I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, wrong one there. Ennery River Winery. Ennery River Winery. We talked about Ennery River. Uh, Ennery River Wine uh, Vineyards is the website. Ennery River Vineyards. Uh, they are located in Newberry, South Carolina. 803-276-2855 if you need to get a hold of them. But they have a bunch of goodies coming up this uh, the rest of this week. And uh, happy hour every Thursday from 4 to 8. So they are enjoying happy hour even as we speak. On Sunday they have live music and free admission. Back porch or pack the porch. One event every Sunday from 2 to 6. And so you can go to that. Plus, they have the Ag and Art Tour, which is part of Newberry County. And their wines are available. They got some new releases and stuff. So, Henry River Winery and uh, Mother's Day event this Sunday, along with Happy Hour and Pack the Porch. So, you can, uh, if you're in South Carolina, boy, we're covering the country here on these these things, on these different ones. That's that's cool. Uh I like that, and, you know, we got a variety of different ones. Uh, and I think that's it. Yep, that's it for the uh, for the wineries. So we, we're up to date on that. Uh, oh, food. What do you match up with what this coming week? Okay, today's the ninth. We missed this past week. This Past week, last week was National Truffle, uh, National Chocolate Truffle Day. Last Thursday, uh, the uh, last Saturday was National Home Brew Day. For those of you who are into beer, Sunday was Cinco de Mayo. That uh, a battle won by the by the Mexicans on that day, which actually I understand we celebrate more here in the states than they do in Mexico. Last Tuesday, National Roast Leg of Lamb Day. So if you missed that, you can always back up and do that again. Today, National Butterscotch Brownie Day and National Foodies Day. So eat whatever you want. Foodies Day. Tomorrow, National Shrimp Day and National Liver and Onions Day. There you go. Liver and Onions. I like the the liver a little bit overcooked. I don't want. I like that little crisp edge on it. Livers and onion, and pair that up with a uh, a Barbera or a uh, uh, Pinot Noir. I, that would be good. 
Saturday, Eat What You Want Day. Now, that's an interesting national day, Eat What You Want. You can match that up with anything you want, I suppose. Mother's Day on Sunday and also National Nutty Fudge Day. Monday, National Apple Pie Day. Also, National Fruit Cocktail Day and International Hummus Day. And hummus comes in so many different flavors and so many different ways. I'm sure you can find a wine that would match up with the hummus you're enjoying and putting it with just about anything. Monday is National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Tuesday. Oh, that was Tuesday. Monday was Hummus Day. Tuesday, National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Wednesday, National Chocolate Chip Day. Doesn't say cookie, just chocolate chip. So I suppose it could be put in Toll House cookies or pop them in the mouth by themselves. Get yourself a good, nice red wine and pop some chocolate chips in your mouth uh, along with it. Great combination. And then next Thursday, National Barbecue Day. Start at the beginning of the day barbecuing and have yourself wine all day long. Also coming up this Saturday is National Bird Count Day. I think it's International Bird Count Day. I, 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 I'm uh, World Migratory Bird Day. Yeah, here in the United States, world or not here in the United States, around the world, World Migratory Bird Day. Everybody goes out and starts counting birds. It's a big deal. If you are a birder, you know how big a deal it is. If you're not, grab yourself binoculars, a piece of paper, a pad, and some of your favorite wine and check outside and mark down birds, times, dates, and type of birds you see. And they gather up all that information and create migratory paths and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, a, it's an important thing. Uh, Cornell University is making up a, a great interactive map for bird migration, and it's working out well because what they're doing is instead of the U.S. government or states buying land for migratory birds, they're letting farmers know, and they're renting land from farmers. Farmers are flooding their acreage during the times that the birds are traveling through, and so it's the birds are getting flooded acreage. The farmers are getting some money for it, and the U.S. government's saving millions or say because they don't have to go out and buy lands and manage it and all that. They just rent the land from the farmers. So it's all from this migratory bird survey they've been doing for years. So go out and drink wine and count birds. That's this Saturday. Okay. Um, I noticed in quite a few places they were talking about a new sale that took place and the uh, this is a little short summary of it here but it pretty much says after months of speculation uh, that was seen as divesting as much as 40% of its portfolio I mean 40% of its portfolio New York based Constellation Brands and Constellation is enormous. It's one of the biggest ones in the country. But if they're selling off 40%, announced early in April an agreement to sell more than 30 wines and spirit brands to E&J Gallo Winery. It is a 
$1.7 billion deal. Also includes six winemaking facilities in California, Washington, and New York. Big, big event here. The sold brands, though, are actually lowered tier brands from Constellation. It is all in the price at $11 or less at retail. So it's not the premium brand. Constellation is looking at keeping that. Uh, they said, while we continue to invest in our premium and luxury businesses, we see a tremendous opportunity with this acquisition to bring new customers into the wine categories. It's Joseph Gallo, who's the CEO of Gallo. It will continue to provide our customers with quality products at every price point. So that was uh, a new uh, Constellation Brands. Uh, reported hoping to get more money. They um, d- just did a big buyout of, uh, who was it, Centauri? I can't find it here. But they just bought a whole bunch of uh, premium drink portfolios and stuff uh, for $3 billion, and this is going to help uh, reduce it. Oh, here it is. Uh, in 2018, Constellation Brands invested $4 billion in Canadian cannabis company Canopy Growth. So they're helping to pay down the debt on that. So Constellation Brands is seeing different areas of growth, and they're getting rid of their lower end that Gallo is picking up. Gallo's always been noted for that stuff, so they're picking up. It's, it's quite a transaction. It makes Gallo even larger than it already is. You look at a Gallo portfolio and it's wow but and I think they're still doing I, I haven't mentioned it in a while but it's good opportunity since I mentioned Gallo Gallo is still doing their Habitat for the Humanities uh, or not Habitat for Humanities uh, Meals on Wheels for Seniors is what it is you take a Gallo family Court. You can take a picture of it on your phone and send it to them, or you can send the corpse at the end of the year in any number of ways. They will accept it. And for every court donated, they will donate so much to the Senior Meals on Wheels program. And I, I think they top it at a million dollars, but they've hit a million dollars every year uh, for the people who are doing that. So it is a great program. Yay for Gallo for doing that. I, I'm quite impressed, and I think it's a great program. But keep forgetting to mention that. But there it is. I'll say it again. The uh, a new spirits, our spirited magazine came out a couple days ago, and I was going through it. And I discovered something that was really interesting here uh, in Spirited Magazine that I want to share with you. Uh, if I can find it, I'm coming through it while I'm talking, trying to not have Mike put on other music. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Beat you. Uh, this is this is interesting. This is what uh, uh, AR. Uh, the article says, remember 10 years back when everyone was excited about QR codes? Uh, you scan it with your smartphone, uh, uh, the little black and white 20-line box, and it uh, was used for 
information and stuff, but the trouble was most of the codes were just not appealing to begin with, trying to work that into your label somehow so that it wasn't ugly, and a lot of people thought it was. And instead of doing all sorts of information, it would often just take the customers to the website uh, homepage, and then from there you were on your own. You had to find out stuff and everything and maneuver through that. But today's augmented reality AR technology is a lot different. Uh, augmented reality. If you ever played, remember when Pokemon Go was real popular? Oh, what was it, a year ago now? Or, well, more than that. Jeez. Had to be over two years ago. Pokemon Go was really popular. Where you would take your phone and go out and have an area with just nothing. All of a sudden, you would see a Pokemon uh, appear on it. Well, this is augmented reality. This is what is basically the same thing. You view a specific item or scene through your camera and a hidden world pops up on the screen. Uh, it's not virtual reality. Virtual reality requires special glasses or a headset to shut out the physical world. Uh, augmented reality or AR adds digital elements to a live view. Uh, most famous is 19 crimes. I We've talked about this before. 19 Crimes from Treasury Wine Estates. The labels feature uh, photographs of real-life British criminals who were exiled to Australia in the 18th century. When viewed through living wine labels, uh, Treasury Wine Estates AR application, the characters came to life and told you their stories and how they got there and why they were sent over there and what they did and all that. And it was, it was very real. It's very very exciting way to do it. Uh, it was a, a big step forward for, for labels, big step forward for wines to do that. The labels were a hit, and they were uh, commanding all sorts of attention in the uh, wine industry and around the world. And so in the 12 months following the 2017 launch, uh, 19 crime sales increased by more than 90%, which... You know, you think labels don't make a difference? 90% increase, almost doubled their sales in the first year alone. Uh, it's just amazing on that. So, uh, wine estates, uh, uh, treasury wine estates, or TWE, to make it, expanded the technology to additional wine brands. And they have the Walking Dead, which is another one that doesn't, it looks, you know, the the Walking Dead is walking around. You can see them and all that. Uh, the Beringer Brothers, Chateau St. Jean, Gentleman's Collection, Matua, Embracen, and Lindemans have all embraced and are using the augmented reality or AO technology to tell people about their wines and about their site. And it's bringing back repeat customers, they say. It's, it's a, developing a following of people. Let customers know about the labels. AR features, they've created an end caps and bottleneckers and other point of cells to let people know that these are available on these labels. Once a user downloads the app, it will be shown the additional uh, brands and wines that feature the AR experience. This is through Treasury Wine or TWE. Uh, it's something that's 
becoming great. The marketers like it, the consumers like it, distributors like it, retailers like it. It is a a great way to engage people in the wine and in the the experience of the winery. They have uh, in the fall of 2018, Rabo Wine Company in Paso Robles introduced an AR label app for its red wine, then extended to the Cabernet Sauvignon Rosés. The labels feature detailed artwork from the Nuremberg Chronicle, an illustrated encyclopedia from the 14th century that depicts catastrophic events such as the destruction of the city of Florence by comets, complete with flames and explosions. So you can take a picture of this and just watch all this on your phone. It just, you know, some of this has nothing to do with wine, but it's, it's engaging. Uh, customers and the trade have overwhelmingly positive about this. It's uh, completely blown the expectations out of the water for the labels. It's just phenomenal. The um, Sonoma County Wine Growers Association is also tapping into the AR uh, bottles bearing the AR-enabled Sonoma County Sustainability Farm grape labels are supposed to be hitting the market just about now, so it's in, in spring, so we should be seeing them out there. Now, uh, when users scan the wine label through the Sonoma County Sustainable Wine app, a 3D image of a vineyard wraps around the bottle. An animated pickup truck then travels from the vineyard to the winery to a store and finally to a person's home telling the sustainability story along the way. They're saying it's virtually a 45-second TV spot is what it's doing. It's just it's playing. You're picking up the, and the wine. It's just giving you the whole, the whole, hey, look, we're here. New things we're looking at doing and new things are uh, happening is interactive games uh, through the AR. Uh, the launch of its cannabis-infused wine brand this spring, Napa, California-based House of Saka, will debut an AR app based on its female warrior label. Uh, the app uh, is still in development, but it's, and the founder says it include a mini-game. The average consumer is still not educated about the many ways cannabis can be consumed, so the Industry relies on creativity to spread the word, and this game is one of the ways to do it. Uh, the app from uh, Quality Brewery in Washington State, launched in 2017, animates the waterfall on the Snow Pales, Snow Falls Pale Ale label. One got some mouthful. Plus others, uh, beers aren't getting into it as much, but it's starting to turn around a little bit more for beers. The technology is there to spread it around and to introduce more and more people. Not, it's really advancing technology on wine labels. Uh, the wine labels have picked it up and embraced it, and it's starting to pop up on wine labels all up and down the shelf. Not so much beer and or spirits, although the technology and everything is there for those also if they want to do it, but just haven't embraced it yet as as, as the wine label. So it is, it's an exciting way to open up a whole new area of wine labels. 
a whole new area of people engaging with the company and with the wine labels, and the AR is a great way to do it. It can tell stories and can tell about what's in it and all that. So uh, look at your wine labels. And the problem right now is, they mention it in this article, was that you have to download so many different uh, apps to be able to read different ones. They're consolidating a lot. I have a QR reader on my phone, and it's I tried to read some stuff, and it wasn't reading it through. It wasn't picking up. I don't know if it's too old or what's doing, but they're changing these things a lot. So be sure you have an up-to-date one when you're doing it. But a fun way to do it, a good way to do it. So look at doing that. The VR or virtual reality experience, the ones uh, a little bit more high-tech, it's uh, is to try to engage and captivate customers on that technology is well suited for tourism applications because it actually emerges people in the vineyard, uh, the winery tasting rooms, the breweries, distilleries, or vineyards, whatever. A uh, good example, uh, Carhartt Vineyard in California's Santa Ynez Valley launched an AR VR experience last year, less the Users take a flyover tour of the winery's 11 Oaks Vineyard. Also, they view a 3D bottle of Sangiovese and virtually remove a cork from the bottle to release floating cherries and rose petals, reflecting the wine's aromas and flavors. And you need glasses or a uh, a 3D, uh, uh, a VR viewer uh, glasses uh, you usually would use the uh, a lot of the places that you go visit if you want to do it they will have glasses you can slip on and view it I was actually my son gave me a pair of VR glasses uh, last year for my birthday so I played with it a little bit but not as much as not as much as I like uh, and uh the technology is being embraced by breweries also, uh, Brooklyn Brewery in New York, uh, and it just gives you an insider's tour led by the brewmaster and through the brew house, barrel room, and the cellar. Jack Daniels' VR tour transports users to Lynchburg, Tennessee to experience the distillery's cave spring, uh, watch the coopers make barrels, and visit aging casks. Company also has recently distributed an AR app that activates with any bottle of its Tennessee whiskey, and be it from a 50 milliliter to 175 mil, to reveal voiceovers, animations, and pieces of storied past. So VR and AR are the thing now. It's starting to pop up and it's starting to be out there and it's starting to happen, and it's happening a lot on wine labels. So. Keep that in mind if you're out looking for a uh, different wine. While you're looking at your shelves, see if there's a new uh, code on it, a new uh, QR code on it. And if it is, uh, be sure to scan it, be sure to read it. Trade shows and expos, USA Trade Tasting. 
Uh, every year, the USAID trade tasting brings together importers, distributors, retailers, and press for two days of learning, buying, selling, networking, and fun. That's going to uh, May 13th and 14th. Did we miss it? No. It's next week. So then uh, three-tier wine symposium in Santa Rosa, California. That's May 22nd. They'll have all sorts of distributors and, uh, and partners and everything there for that. ASEV National Conference, that's American Society for Enology and Viticulture. The conference provides a forum for presentation of research in the field of enology and viticulture and other related sciences. A little bit more technical for those of you who might be into that. That's next month, June 17th to the 20th. Competitions. May 13th to the 15th, Sunset International Wine Competition at Sunset Magazine and Western Lifestyle is holding a competition in Santa Rosa, California. And International Women's Wine Competition in Santa Rosa, California also. This this is the big one, big women's wine competition. Um, it's expertly judged by women for women wine buyers, special award given for best woman winemaker. All wines of male or female winemakers welcome. The deadline is June the 7th, judging June the 11th and 12th. And uh, you can go to these things, even if you don't have wines and stuff. A lot of these things you can you can attend and have the wines available for tasting and see it and all that stuff. So that's coming up over the next couple of months as far as competition goes and, and things there. Uh, oh, boy. There's other things in this magazine that were really interesting. I'm not going to go through it all here, but they have a lot of good stuff on here. If you don't get it, you can you can subscribe to the Spirited Magazine. It's for the alcohol beverage professional, but it, I'm sure that you can get it. I don't see anything right now. But go to www.spiritedbiz.com and uh, check out the website there, spiritedbiz.com for Spirited Magazine. All right. Now, a couple, a few things to talk about here in the little time that we have. The... I, I noticed something here that I missed a uh, while back, and I want to talk about it now. The Notre Dame fire, everybody's familiar with, and everybody heard about it, and everybody saw it on TV, and it was a tragedy. And they've got billions of dollars, I mean literally billions of dollars pledged to help it. But let me... As soon as this loads here, there was a fire in Bordeaux. Uh, fans of Bordeaux have plenty of reason to wine this week. A blaze at a warehouse in the vaunted winemaking region of southwest France incinerated $12.9 million worth of wine on uh let me see the date on this. I, uh, on uh, let me find out. on uh, Tuesday the 16th of April, 
Well, I don't know why I'm just not seeing this. I apologize for not being up to date on this. Bordeaux fire destroys $13 million worth of wine in France on Tuesday the 16th. At least 2 million bottles of wine and spirits were destroyed, and 80 employees were evacuated when the fire broke out in the warehouse. 60 firefighters spent 15 hours fighting the blaze and were unable to save a significant amount of the wine. Uh, this belonged to uh, wine producer Sovex. Uh, Bordeaux is one of the, is the largest wine producing region in France, primarily noted for its reds. Insurers for Sovex believe two million bottles went up in flames and were made unfit for sales as a result of the flames. A a video from one employee shared online shows giant flames ravaging wooden pallets full of wine as a man panics and races away from the fire and buggy. Reportedly broke out in the warehouse's ceiling, causing the roof to collapse and ignite the pallets. The day before, a fire destroyed the roof and spire of Notre Dame. And so that was the day after. It was the uh, 15th at Notre Dame caught fire and the 16th that this happened. Repairs uh, to Notre Dame could take uh, up to 40 years, they're saying. But the warehouse here, a lot of the Bordeaux wines were, were destroyed and are gone. doesn't say the vintage or anything of that, though. It doesn't say any more about What was that? The $12.9 million worth of wine was destroyed. I saw that and had to share it with you. I don't know why I missed that. That happened the day after the Notre Dame fire. So, and let's see. There's something else on this one here. Uh, Oh, here we go. Hundreds of bottles of wine and spirits were found in a ship that was sunk off the coast of England. Uh, Vintage wine and champagne uh, off the Cornish coast. Uh, And if this thing will scroll, I will read you the information that it has here. Uh, It's not scrolling. I had trouble with this site earlier when I was looking at it too. like takes forever to scroll. An unusual water expedition is planned off the Cornish coast to send submarines 100 meters below the ocean to retrieve rare bottles of 100-year-old and oh jeez, there we go. 100 meters to retrieve uh, rare bottles of wine and champagne. 100-year-old wine and champagne sitting on the seabed. During the First World War, a ship laden with alcohol traveling from Bordeaux to England was torpedoed on its journey by a German U-boat. It sank the ship and its cargo undisturbed since 1918 at the bottom of the English Channel. Now experts want to salvage the artifacts, um, and they're willing to allow a member of the public to go along on the voyage. Through a partnership between Cookson Adventures, uh, maritime experts, and a dive and survey expert, they've located this wreckage, and they've been down to it, and they've taken pictures of it. It's uh, 
says many of the bottles are intact and drinkable because of the cold waters and all that that has been setting in. Uh, once location was revealed, an initial dive uh, with just 12 minutes of time to find out exactly what lay under there. The dive, which covered only a fraction of the vessel, seemingly revealed that in the wreckage there are hundreds of intact bottles of vintage alcohol, including champagne, wine, and brandy. Nope. Jeez. Oh, okay. And that was it because it popped up to something else, all that. So that is off the coast. Uh, I don't know how much further they have. I haven't seen anything else talking about it, but that was uh, off the coast. Let me click on this and see if it goes back into it again. Computers, you're at the mercy of the computer. Whatever it wants to do, it does. And like I say, okay, here we go. And let's see if this drags down to give me information. And... All it says is switch and save. I don't want to switch and save anything. I want to read that article. Okay. Uh, hmm. There we go. The die will be challenging, but by working with a team of experts, a number of specialists in the field of confidence, they extract the wine. Uh, including how much it will cost to take part, can be found in Cookson's Adventure website. So go to Cookson Adventure's website, and you might be able to join them. They're looking for someone to join them on it. I think you really should know how to dive, though, if you're going to join them. It is a uh, rarity of such cargo is unprecedented, and they're waiting with bated breath, it says here, to dive and recover the wine. So... That is off the coast of England. If I find out more about that, if I see anything more about that, I will be sure to pass that on to you. Okay. Uh, A few things here. Climate change. Uh, Climate change is affecting lots of things. It's affecting ice wine also in Canada. This article I found, it's a long article, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, I'm going to summarize it for you, which you'll probably be appreciative of that the uh, climate is affecting lots of stuff uh, and it's also affecting the ice wines the director of viticulture for uh, Pelletieri Estates Winery in Niagara on the Lake, Ontario, says he needs temperatures at 17 to 18 degrees Fahrenheit to harvest grapes for ice wine. And it used to be that they'd get those in December and be able to pick before too long. He said, uh, in the years since he started harvesting ice wine grapes, the windows of cold temperature have become less and fewer and fewer opportunities to harvest. So they used to pick two or three times between Christmas and New Year. Now that happens once every five to seven years. Oh, my gosh. Canada is the largest producer of ice wine in the world. The crop generates more than $6.8 billion annually, but climate change could fall that thriving industry. Uh, Canada, i got to give them credit. A few years ago, they said, hey, you know, we don't need to charge a tremendous amount, $80, $90 for a 
500 mil or 375 mil of ice wine. We can charge less and still sell it and make our money. And so they did. And they did an excellent job of doing that. And they are still selling ice wine and they're still selling it for anywhere from 19 to $30 a bottle, a lot of places. So, you know, but if it is becoming harder and harder, they might not be able to continue to do that. Ice wine varieties usually made with Vidal Blanc, Riesling, Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is left to freeze on the vine. Uh, ideally, thawing and refreezing multiple times throughout the season. The grapes are then harvested when they're frozen and it uh, impressed while they're cold so that the sweetness comes out and not just water. This is uh, ideal for producing ice wine. In January 1977, there were 26 days below 18 degrees Fahrenheit. By January 2007, the number of suitable days fell to just three. So it's becoming an issue. Uh, it's becoming an issue throughout Canada and Europe. It's not just in Canada, but it's around the world. Areas that make ice wine are starting to experience a battle to try to keep the wine coming, but not getting cooperation from the weather. So we'll see what happens and see what goes on. We don't know. It could be something that we're starting to see a difference in, in ice wine coming out of Canada and around the world in the months and years in, in front of us here. So we'll see. Um, and one last thing here, since we're getting toward the end, I want to share with you, since it's Mother's Day coming up Sunday, you're going to be serving her breakfast in bed what wine do you serve with breakfast? And so I've got some to tell you about here, some wines to serve with breakfast. I, I don't know. I don't think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago or not. I don't believe I did. But uh, some some wines to, that would be great with breakfast. Wait a minute. Let me make myself a note here because if I don't, I'm going to lose track of what I'm doing. We certainly don't want that now, do we? So, 16 stylish wines for upscale breakfasts. Okay, Mother's Day is coming up for you, serving your breakfast in bed. Smashed avocado toast. A thick slice of crusty bread that's covered with smashed avocado, drizzled with uh, extra virgin olive oil, or I go for grape syrup myself. Dusted with cumin, salt, and red pepper flake and sprinkled with fresh herbs. Or you can top it with a poached egg. Uh, great little breakfast. Squeeze a little lemon on it if you want a little bit of acid. Pair this with a Sauvignon Blanc, a Picpol de Penay, a Sauvé, or a Gruner Wittlinger. Those are all wines to go with that breakfast. Chicken and waffles. There you go, a little down-home chicken and waffles. You want the waffle to be round, spongy. Uh, a big dollop of butter on top. Pair this with Lambrusco. Uh, any type of Lambrusco. Lambrusco uh, 
Grass Perosa, uh, Sparkling Syrahs, or Brachetto. Anything with a little bit of fuzz or fizz in it. Uh, you can even go some... Uh, uh, Cremant. French Cremant. Champagne, although it's not champagne, it's Cremant. Uh, do that. So... Uh, that's good. Biscuits and gravy. Thick, gooey biscuits gravy, fluffy with uh, the uh, uh, gravy on top of it. Pair that with a Barbera or a Cabernet Franc. And you can chill the Cabernet Franc a little bit if you like, even the Barbera, but uh, Barbera or Cabernet Franc. Next, a Denver omelet. Denver omelets got everything in it. You got ham and bell pepper, mushroom, onion, cheese uh, folded over. Uh, very umami in taste. Sangiovese rose, Grenache rosada, Cabernet Franc rose, or any type of uh, French rose will go great with your. Denver omelet. Blueberry pancakes. Great little meal in itself, but pour some Moscato d'Aste with that. So when you take mom her blueberry pancakes, have a bottle, a chilled bottle of Moscato d'Aste to go with it. Whoa, I just scrolled way too fast, way too far. Let's go back up here to where we were. Okay. French toast and bacon. I like French toast with big bread. You get yourself some big bread and make French toast. Always good. Pair that with a dry Riesling. You don't want something too much. Uh, you can also add a fried egg to that if you want to add a little bit more to your, but still keep your dried Riesling. A tofu scramble. Not a big fan of tofu myself, but if you are into it, uh, the tofu scrambler, it's uh, healthy, it tastes good if you add all the extra blends in it, turmeric, garlic, cumin, grandeur, soy sauce, chili flakes, and serve that with uh, Zweigelt, uh, chilled Zweigelt. Uh, you can find that in your German section of your wine shop. Eggs Benedict, uh, classic. Haven't had Eggs Benedict in a long time. They also uh, add some Canadian bacon with that. Uh, extra dry prosciutto uh, would be an excellent choice to go with your Eggs Benedict. Don't get, keep it bubbly on that. The uh, breakfast uh, frittata. Yeah, frittata comes from Italy. It means fried. Yeah, you can imagine different variations you can get with that. Uh, beaten eggs over extremely low heat. Um, just all sorts of things. Uh, include roasted peppers and uh, cheeses and stuff. Serve that with, oh, uh, here they got these wines on Arneis, A-R-N-E-I-S, and uh, Isertico. Um I think that might be uh, surprising, yeah. So, uh, Arnaise is a light body wine from Italy and Arzatico, yeah, from Greece, that's what I thought. 
caramelized onion and gear quiche or a quiche. Uh, serve that with a Chardonnay, Chablis, uh, uh, Grenache Blanc. All those go well with that. Uh, breakfast burrito. There, those, those are always good, too. Uh, that goes great if you're pairing wine with it, with a Gamay, a Tempranillo, San Giovanese, a Vallopicello. This any earthy red. You want something that's not real, real heavy, but you know most of those are lighter reds there. But a breakfast burrito uh, is everything all stuffed into one package there. And uh, so a breakfast burrito. Next, steel-cut oatmeal. That uh, This is uh, a little bit different pairing with this. Pull yourself out some tawny port or PX Sherry, or Muscat de Ravisaltis. These are all ones that you can have with your steel-cut oatmeal. Yogurt bowl. For those of you who are into a lighter breakfast, yogurt bowl with bananas, sliced almonds, and honey. A Gewürztraminer is a good pairing with that, or an Alsatian Muscat and Australian Muscateller. Uh, these are all uh, a, a good pairings with your yogurt. Strawberry crepe. This is uh, a, a fluffy uh, cheese with uh, honey rolled into warm crepe and then topped with strawberries and powdered sugar. Open up a Cremant d'Alsace Rosé and our Cremant de Lore Rosé or Sparkling Melbeck Rosé. Uh, Cremant, that's what I was thinking of earlier when I was trying to think of something to pair it with, but uh, uh, keeping a, a rosé to match up with the strawberries you're throwing on it. Uh, bourbon peach bread pudding. I don't know how many of you will jump up and make that for mom before she gets out of bed. Uh, but a uh, this uh, could be a dessert, but if you add some breakfast sausage, it becomes a all-American breakfast. Vince, Vincento, um, Muscatel, uh, Muscatel Bay Sherry, uh, any of these will go well with your bourbon peach bread pudding. And, now this is something new I thought was very interesting. The last one here is a grilled PB&J. Thick cut slices of grilled bread. Somebody's calling me. Thick cut slices of grilled bread started with a healthy smear of roasted peanut butter and berry jam. And uh, serve this with a ruby pork or a Oloroso sherry or a, a dry sherry of some sort. But a grilled peanut butter and jelly. I don't think I've ever had a grilled peanut butter and jelly. Have you, Mike? Hey, I was trying to get my microphone back on. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I, hmm. I, I don't. I heard you say how you make it, but uh, I, I'm not. Mm, no. 
No, only me either. Standard, no. Oh, well. Only the standard PB&J. <laughs> Just the only hey. standard PB&J. So, so there yeah. you go. And have that with some sherry and all that. So there are some, as you're serving mom breakfast in bed this week, this <laughs> Sunday morning, there's your wines to go with your exotic foods and your exotic meals that you're going to use. So. Right. <clears throat> so there you go for the week. That's <laughs> that's quite a list, man. Mom's going to be uh, yeah. well fed this this uh, Mother's Day, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm there's some there's some exotic stuff there too. Yeah. And I never had uh, I never had avocado toast either. The smashed avocado Neither toast. I. I never tried that. I, I like avocado. I, I don't mind the you know I like to dip and stuff, and it's a it's a it's a very healthy um, fruit. I guess it's a fruit, right? It's not a that's yeah, yeah, the seed. I, I don't know. It's an avocado. It's a one seed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I don't. I don't. I forgot how that works. Like vegetables don't have seeds, or they do have seeds. I don't know what it is. But I don't know. There's a rule that goes in there. I, can't, I knew it at one time, and I forgot it. Yeah. But avocado toast. But you know, when you make the avocado toast, you know, cover mm-hmm. with uh, toast with uh, avocado and drizzle some. Extra version olive oil on it, and then put mm-hmm. some salt and red paper flakes and stuff on it. Sure. But uh, never had that before. That almost sounds good, though. You know, I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah, get yourself, you know, a good thick piece of bread. I mean, there you can get oatmeal bread or or potato bread or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Get yourself a good thick piece of bread and toast it up and put the avocado on. That that sounds good. So yeah, but very good. Um, and I also looked up uh, Cooks and Adventures. Um, and found a page on uh, the uh, going down to the wreckage. I sent you a link on that. It's uh, quite a bit of information, so we probably won't be able to cover it now, but I did send you the link so you can go right to it. But uh, they, it, it's pretty intensive uh, what they're going to be doing. So um, there are no prices on the website, so I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, but there is information on it, and uh, I sent you that so we can cover it next time. But uh well, very good. Yeah, Next week we'll talk a bit more about it then. I, yeah. I haven't seen well, anything more about it. I, I don't know if they're waiting until, until they get all the people they need to do it or what what they're going to do, but I haven't seen anything more. But uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they pull up out of there and what they're going to do with it when they pull up. They're going to go to auction or, or what's yeah. going to happen with those bottles. They do show pictures, yeah. though, which are which are really cool. They, the pictures that they're showing are, you know, um, yeah, and the for, for seeing, yeah. yeah, yeah, the wine bottles so, and and the shipwreck, yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, they are; those are. I, uh, that was interesting. I, I, hmm. Yeah, I I enjoyed those mm-hmm. myself. They had pictures of them in the in the article here I was reading, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of them there too. It's, oh it yeah, be quite a whole. And they bring those things up. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so, well, good. I'll check we'll out. See, we'll, we'll talk check that next week. Up. Next week, yeah, definitely. Um, which will be May sixteenth. Will be our next show. So, May sixteenth, seven p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. Uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio, and we will go ahead and close the show down for this week. And uh, if you have any uh, comments or questions uh, about the show or a future show, let us know at uh, by email. It's uh, all about line one zero one. At gmail.com. You can go to go there. Uh, or actually, go to the website too. There's uh, links on there. It's all about wine, BTR, 
BTR.com. All about wine, BTR.com for uh, links, email, past shows, past guests, links, and all kinds of stuff. So um, you can contact us there. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, we'll see you uh, May 16th. Okay. Thank you all for listening, and uh, happy Mother's Day again. We'll, uh, happy Mother's Day. Woohoo. Yeah. See you next week. Give them, yeah, thank This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.